about to get ugly. Got gun, both left slot. Dixie left, key left. Mercedes, wide chip, Ricky. Zebra left, 75, Katie, Omaha. Quick one. Vibe from Captain Bender's Tavern, more than your average tavern in historic Sharpsburg, Maryland. It's time for Shepherd Football Talk. It's the Ernie McCook Show on 95.9 The Big Dog. Here is the voice of the Rams, Jordan Nice Warner. Of course, he wasn't the only Ram from last season that ended up uh, working out with uh, a couple of different pro teams. Of course, Joey Fisher started off with the 49ers and just recently signs on the practice squad uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, of course, Ronnie Brown uh, had a pretty good camp, I thought, and a good uh, couple of um, preseason games with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think he's looking uh, to sign with a team, new team now this year. But it's got to make you feel pretty good to see not just these guys, but all the guys that you've had come through Shepard that have gone on to a next level of some sort uh, be as successful as these guys have. You know, we, I we, I tell all the recruits when we recruit them, like uh, it's awesome to see players have opportunities at the next level. But uh, we're we're not going to produce NFL players year in and year out. We're hoping that we're producing great professionals, great fathers, great husbands that we're going to contribute to their growth. Um, but when we do have the guys that have the ability to play at the next level and they get that opportunity, why from playing at Shepherd, I think it's pretty awesome. It speaks to our program. It speaks to how our coaches prepare each of the players and how we recruit the right fit for Shepherd University. Well, it's a new team. It's a new year. Team 94 this year gets started on Saturday, the home season opener against Southern Connecticut State University. Before we get into that a little bit later on in the show, uh, looking at what the Owls are going to be bringing to Shepherdstown this year, and it's got to feel nice. I know I'm happy I don't got to drive all the way uh, up to New Haven, Connecticut this year, although that pizza was pretty good. It was definitely as advertised up there. But let's look back at last year. Of course, a 13-2 and overall record, undefeated regular season, 7-0 and in the conference, undefeated at home, 6-2 uh, and on the road. You win the AFCA Regional Coach of the Year. Of course, Tyson Bajant breaks all those records. You end up with yet another postseason appearance, the NCAA D2 semifinals. So just in general, looking back on last season, I mean, so many high points. Uh, what stands out to you looking back? Oh, man. You know, it's the journey. It's the, you know, when you think about where everything started last uh, the Dece- December, before that as we, got, as we welcomed the kids back in January and we went through winter conditioning, spring ball, and camp and we had some adversity and and it's it's really when you have the hindsight and can look back and you can see where your players have overcome great challenges of adversity and we had them and our guys were had great grit great poise they showed great character as we worked through some difficult times especially at the start of camp and then to bring a team together like we did last year and have the success we had because we had lost a lot of guys from the year before that were really good players. So um, I, I've come up with the I, – I use the saying right now, tradition never graduates. Uh, when you think about the history of Shepherd University football, going back to Coach Walter Barr and the success he had there, Mike Jacobs, and then a Hall of Fame coach, Monty Cater, and things that Coach Cater accomplished as the head coach there. Um, you know, you're just – I'm in awe to be the head football coach at Shepherd. Um it's uh, sometimes I got to pinch myself, you know, like, wow, I have a great opportunity to coach. I got a great institution where we have a lot of people who really care about this game. And so when I think about what I reflect on as I reflect on Shepherd football. 
Absolutely. And then uh, looking back at the season, I was kind of going through different audio and, you know, the schedule and things from last year. Really, three games stood hey, out. Hey, but me. the IUP win at the regional championship, that might have been my highlight. Well, we're getting to that. Because it was fun to kick their ass. I'm telling you, we're, we're getting to that, Coach, because trust me, I know, yeah. you, I think you and the coaching staff might be the only other people that wanted that win a little bit more than we did <laughs> uh, up in the booth. But three games, including that one, stand out to me. Of course, the East Strasburg game where Tyson broke the scoring yeah. record, and that was such a cool uh, culmination, I think, of his career there really uh, well honestly he was already on the map but it certainly put him on the on the map there it was, uh, it was pretty cool to do that with Jimmy Tulliker right. there and you know what a class act coach Tulliker is the head coach of East Stroudsburg his communication with Tyson over the last couple of years has been nothing but first class and then, uh, of course, let's look at those two IUP games. Of course, the PSAC championship didn't go the Rams' way with a 24-21 to win. I know that put a bad taste in uh, your guys' mouth going in uh, to the postseason, but then, well, all wrongs are righted in the Super Region 1 game where you put a beating on them, 48-13. to So I think those two games, the PSAC championship game and that Super Region game, really tell the story of this team because, of course, they had all the, all the hype. You know, you had Tyson, you had Ronnie, you had all those names. Uh, so people expected them to get to that point, and then once they hit that roadblock in a championship game, well, people wanted to know how they were going to react, and then, well, they reacted pretty well, picking themselves back up for the rest of that season. They sure did, and if you think about the playoff run that we had, you know, when we lost the Pennsylvania Conference championship game, we had an opportunity to get a first-round bye, losing that, you know, IUP got that bye, uh, and then we started out with, uh, I think it was Finley, yeah. uh, not Finley, I'm sorry, New Haven. Yeah. We had New Haven, and I thought New Haven was a great football team, and then we had a chance to play Slipper Rock at home, another great one team that we lost to in the playoffs, and I think it was 2019. Um, and then be able to go up to IUP and on the road and win. And I tell you what, if you really want to see how Shepherd football is, just watch how our our traveling fans outnumber every home event we go to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we ha- we travel loud, we travel proud. And it's that's part of the shepherd lore, you know. And uh, so it's funny. It's obviously fun to win at home, but it's also fun to win on the road with uh, the real, true shepherd people. Well, and those of you listening on 95.9 The Big Dog, uh, if you're local, come on down to Captain Bender's Tavern every Thursday night. 7.30 to 8.30 is the Ernie McCook Show. It's flatbread night, barbecue pulled pork, uh, flatbread with bacon, onion, blended cheese, and, of course, $3.50 drafts. You can get your botinis. I see a couple people with uh, Old Bay around the rims of their glasses today, which is always a good one. I know you are a uh, you like the Eastern Shore, Maryland, a little bit, so I'm sure you like it. you like Old Bay on your uh, on the rim of a glass? No. Me neither. No. <laughs> I can't get no. into that either. I'm. Uh, you know what? I, cra- I Once a year uh the kick before preseason starts my wife and i and the kids go over to the eastern shore we have steam crabs and then we go in an orioles game who's in first place right now the orioles yeah. are. how about That's those right. o's babe that's what i'm talking about gotta love those hon See, i think that might be one of the only sports stories that might be just as impressive as tyson Bajan. i think it's how yeah. well those those have bounced back this well year. they're both pretty great for me you know <laughs> That works out. I was actually at the uh, 1983 World Series. Is that right? Yeah, so this summer, you know, I I felt like we wanted to get away. I actually went to Cooperstown. Yeah, how'd you like that? uh, It was awesome. Went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. We came home, and then we went to um, an Orioles game. I think it was against the Mets, and I introduced my whole family to Pickles Pub area. And we really had a good time there and enjoyed a couple cold Botinis. Yep, that's right. You know, I guess someone might have had that. I don't know. <laughs> but it was, you know, it's great to see what's happening with the Orioles. Um, and it's just, you know, 
Well, well, as a Nats fan, I can't let you talk too much about the O's being good because, hey, they're playing pretty good ball right now. They started off slow. They're only eight games out of the wild card spot. And, uh, again, those of you listening over on Five Nine, the big dog, uh, we won't be talking baseball the whole time. But you do got to talk about those O's, Coach, because uh, yeah. they have been pretty fun to watch. But all things considered, looking back at that 2022 season, of course, it didn't end with the ultimate goal that you wanted with a national yeah. championship game. Uh, but how, how do you feel looking back? Uh, of course, with that tough loss on the road at Southern Connecticut State, who then eventually lost in the national championship game. But uh, you, I don't think you can look back on that season and be disappointed in the least. Um, you know, obviously, we, we've, we've set a standard at Shepard where we expect to win, we expect to be in the playoffs, we expect to go far and deep into the playoffs. I, I think everybody that could be listening to Shepard, to the radio show tonight or attend a Shepard football game that, you know, want us to win a national championship. And, um, you know, we, we, we played in a national title game in 2015. We've been in, I think, five Final Four appearances over since 2010. So I think that we're, you know, we have a program that um, expects to win, finds ways to win, and you never know when we could surprise somebody and uh, win, win the whole daggone thing. But each year, Jordan, we start out, our number one goal is to win the opener. You know, all our focus that goes in from January to March to the summertime is a focus on this football game that we're going to kick off on Saturday. And then after that game, we focus on winning the Pennsylvania Eastern Division and then the conference championship and get a bid to the playoffs and then work our butts off to win the last game we play. So that we set those goals and we build our program around that in our preparation for this upcoming season. And again, uh, there's been a lot of changes at Shepard, just not uh, not only in the roster, but there's going to be a new scoreboard there uh, in that one corner of the end zone, Coach, yeah. and it's, it's being put up for – was such a special reason, reason. the Alan, uh, Alan, Lu- Alan Sarah Lewick, excuse me, uh, both huge supporters of Shepherd University yeah. Athletics, uh, Panhandle Athletics, really, and uh, unfortunately Sarah passed away, but um, the scoreboard's going to go in honor of her, and I think that's very special. Uh, you know what, Dr. Hendricks and I were talking about, it, and she goes, how wonderful is it going to be when we dedicate the uh, scoreboard and we have a picture of Alan and Sarah on the scoreboard smiling. And... Uh, they have been steadfast supporters of Shepherd University, our athletic program, our football team, uh, Jefferson High School. Uh, they are just, I mean, God rest her soul, she is a special person. She was an angel to a lot of people, and I'm sure she's going to be looking over us this year. And, uh, you know, we have such great appreciation for the Lewicks and what they bring to Shepherd. Well, it's certainly shaping what up. I'm sorry, go ahead. What they've done for Chapel. Absolutely. And I think this is, this is such a special way to uh, memorialize uh, Sarah Lewick, well, Alan and Sarah Lewick with yeah. the scoreboard. And it's gonna, I think it's going to drastically change the game day atmosphere there at, Shep- at Rams Stadium because it's almost going to feel like a, a completely enclosed stadium at that point. Yeah, it's going to be pretty neat. Uh, you know, they've, they've just started clearing out the area where they're going to put the scoreboard. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool deal for us. And... Um, Looking forward to it. Absolutely. I know it's been a lot of hard work by our athletic administration uh, in in our procurement office, business office, to make this happen and have this up and going for um, this upcoming season. 
Again, you're tuned in to the Ernie McCook Show live from Captain Bender's Tavern. We did a little recap of last season, and then we come back here in just a few minutes. We're going to be going over some of the new coaching staff uh, that you have well, on staff here in Shepherdstown. you got a new offensive coordinator, new defensive line coach, and new uh, running backs coach, which a lot of people will uh, recognize that name. And also tight ends and fullbacks has a pretty recognizable name as well. So we'll break some of those down uh, when we come back after this. You're listening to the Ernie McCook Show live from Captain Bender's Tavern on 95.9 The Big Dog. It's the Ernie McCook Show on 95.9 The Big Dog. Welcome back to the Ernie McCook Show, live from Captain Bender's Tavern in historic downtown Sharpsburg, Maryland. It is flatbread night. Come on out, get you a barbecue pulled pork flatbread pizza with bacon, onions, blended cheese, and a $3.50 draft all night long here at Captain Bender's Tavern. And, of course, you're listening to the Ernie McCook Show, live from Captain Bender's Tavern. So, Coach, it was a uh, successful, it was a fun season last year, but, you know, like they say, it's time to close the yearbook and look on to this year. In Team 94, uh, they've been working hard this spring, working hard this summer. And before we really start to dive into some of the new uh, coaching staff changes and some of the new players that you've added, um, how's the team been this spring and summer? Are they coming together? I, I tell you what, we have, um, you could see this program growing each and every day. And some of the strides that we've made in the last 12 months have been pretty awesome. Um, our, our summer workouts, we're averaging about 40 guys at the workouts, which for, for a school that you know doesn't have a lot of on-campus housing in the summertime, uh, guys are traveling an hour each way to come and work out together. And you can just see each week it getting better and better and better. Um, you know, we you know we, we started cooking out for all the kids after the workouts. That helps to feed them. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, we take donations for that. Anybody wants to get donate, you know. <laughs> um, but it's uh, but the, I'm just so proud of our players and how hard they've worked. And you know, we're gonna have some. We're, you're gonna be able to on Saturday when you're calling the game, you're gonna be calling some names of guys that you haven't heard before, but aren't gonna surprise anybody in our program because. Uh, how they've prepared and all the hard work that they've done together. Well, we'll get into some of those personnel changes and some of the big names that I'm expecting uh, to be calling a lot on Saturday. But there are some new names in the coaching staff. Of course, uh, you have a new offensive coordinator in Tom Clark, who kind of goes hand-in-hand, I think, with your transfer quarterback, Seth Morgan. They have a pretty good relationship uh, coming Mm -hmm. from VMI. And how has the transition with Tom Clark been? Well, Tom Clark and I have been friends for 30 years. We were, we've worked together at, at Liberty University in 2009 together. Uh, he was a big part of the reason that I went down there for the year. Um, Tom and I have uh, really always had a great relationship. And when I had the job open up, he said he would be interested in it, and it ended up being a great fit for us. And he's got some really heavy defensive experience, but... He's been a head coach. He's coached at William and Mary, VMI, Liberty University, Hampton City. He was head coach at Catholic. He's in the Maryland High School Coaches Hall of Fame, and um, you know it's just a really good deal. Well, I'm excited to see what Tom Clark can bring uh, with this new offense coordinator role. Because of course, last year with uh, Tyler Haynes, who's now down uh, head coaching at Catawba, I believe, down in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, well, with Coach Haynes, I mean, it was a lot of uh, high-flying offensive, high-octane offense, if you will. So uh, are fans to expect that as well from Tom Clark? Uh, what you're going to see from any Shepherd offense while I'm the head coach is you're going to see a offense that does what our players do well. Right. So if you, got, if you can be very effective and efficient in the uh, passing game, 
we're going to throw it a lot. If we can run it, we're going to run it. If we can have balance, we'll have balance. Um, but I'm really excited about what we're – you're going to hear some names um, this weekend that I – and, and I, you know, when I sit back and close my eyes and I envision how this thing's going to look and I think about some of the players that you're going to sit there and say, how about that run by that guy? How about that catch by that guy? How about that throw by the quarterback? And – and I, you know, when I think about it and I, and I go through the mental imagery of it, I am really excited. I can't wait to go play this football game. And, and the side of the ball that's got the most excited is our defense. Oh, yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, I, I've been an offensive line coach my entire life. And I used to tell it, say this years and years ago. When my spring ball as the O-line coach is miserable and my fall camp is miserable because the defense is so hard to handle, we're going to have success as a football team. And the things that we're doing on defense, the way the players are playing, um, I think we're going to have a very, a really strong football team. Well, on uh, speaking of the defense, you have a new defensive line coach in Brian Murray. And, you know, at practice the other day when I was uh, taking things in, I mean, you all, I, in my opinion, the sign of a good defensive coach, and especially defensive line coach, is that you can hear him from anywhere yeah. on campus. And he certainly fits that bill, and he's got himself together a pretty good defensive line. He does. Uh, you know, when I when I, I sit there and I, I walked, I went up to Brian and or we call him Bam, Brian Anthony Murray. I think oh, there you it's go. Just, yeah, yeah, it's Coach Bam. Okay. And uh, you know what a great hire he was for us. And uh, you know, you sit there and think about it. You know, obviously we lost Ramal Fonaroy and then hired Levern Bealen, who I had a relationship with. And then Levern had a chance to go to Lee, go to Division One school. And then when we interviewed Brian, I just, I just saw nothing but really positive stuff. And um, I just think he brings a lot of great energy, um, not only on the field, but in the, in the meeting rooms. Yeah. Uh, he's a fun guy to be around. Both him and Tom have great personalities. Tom's a little more dry with it. Brian's a little more just happy. Mm-hmm. He's always happy, <laughs> you know, and I, I, it's really cool to have him. It's, I mean, I, I just I'm, I love our staff. Well, I really do. Well, I'll wrap these next two together okay. here, Coach, because, uh, well, two names that Rams fans are going to be very familiar with but not necessarily on the coaching staff are Christian Etchison. Of course, a lot of people thought he was going to be the guy taking over a quarterback this year. He decides uh, to j- join the coaching staff and coach running backs. And then well, here in Captain Benner's with us, Michael McCook, he's, teach- er, teaching. he's coaching tight ends and fullbacks yeah. as well. So uh, what's it like having your former players and then, of course, uh, your son Mike coming right. on to the staff? Two of my favorite guys that, I've, uh, that are in our program, both Etch and uh, Michael, obviously have had a lot of fun to be around. Um, Etch, you know, it was interesting. You know, he and I had this, you know, I was – Etch had an injury where he had shoulder surgery, and, you know, kind of just watching him over the years, I could just tell he wasn't what he was when he came in. And I knew it was going to be an uphill battle, like, I, and I knew he wanted to get into coaching. Mm-hmm. And I had a graduate assistant position open, so I sat, and sat down with him and said, Etch, you know, I have this GA spot, you know, it's yours if you like to have it. And he goes, you know, coach, I'll think about it, talk to my parents, and, you know, he aspires to be a college football coach, and it was a great fit for him. And we also talked about his injury and, you know, some of the limitations he has with that. So, I, you know, I, that, that morning I spoke to him. We sat down one-on-one and talked about it. He, we both left. I came back to my office later that afternoon, and he's sitting outside my office. And I'm thinking, man, how's this going to go? You know, and so Edge walks in, and he goes, 
hey, I have a question for you. You know, he's real blunt with it. And he asked me something, and, I, and of course, I answered him. He goes, all right, I'll take the job. <laughs> so I said, that's great. And, and so he took the position, and um, we knew he was going to graduate and stuff like that. But then I'll look at social media, and everybody saw him taking off the roster. Mm-hmm. And, man, I, every, and it's just like, Coach, everybody thinks I've died. <laughs> you know, and I said, no, I just haven't done a good job announcing you as the new graduate yeah. assistant coach and running backs. And, um, you know, he, he's awesome. Uh, I, I was very involved in his recruiting, so I got to know him and his family really well. And uh, I think he's, he's a great guy to have in the room. And I'm seeing him and Michael develop every day as coaches. They, they're getting better. Mm-hmm. And that's really a cool thing for me to be able to see. Of course, then you talk about the tight ends, full, uh, fullbacks coach. You know, it's, it's kind of um, that, that, that one is really surreal for me. The greatest thing I have in the world is my family, and to be able to coach with my son is really one of the coolest things you could ever have. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's got to be pretty special. I, I wonder how many in the D2 ranks, how many uh, coaching staff have father and son combination like that. It can't we, be many. You know, I told him, I said, hey, you know, one thing about when a, when a father hires his son as a coach, I said that usually two, one of two things happen. Either it goes really well or you get your dad fired. <laughs> and I said, you can't get your dad fired. No, you definitely and don't then, want to get popped and fired. Then, and then it was interesting. We were, in, were doing our summer camps, and our new athletic trainer, which we have a great athletic training staff, Michael was talking to our athletic trainer, and the trainer goes, you can't do that. You're going to get in trouble. I don't know what he did. He goes, man, it would be really bad to be a volunteer to get fired as a volunteer by your own dad. <laughs> and, and we kind of laughed about that and stuff like that. But, you know, it's, you know it's, it's good for me to have both those guys with Tom Clark, our new offense coordinator, because they know our offense. Mm-hmm. And Jared Keller back, and they're very familiar. So it makes the transition for Tom Clark into the Shepherd offense an easier transition for him. And, and he has worked his – Tom has worked his butt off to really buy, you know, to fit into the Shepherd way. Well, again, you're tuned into the Ernie McCook Show live from Captain Bender's Tavern in historic downtown Sharpsburg, Maryland. It's flatbread pizza night, uh, barbecue pulled pork flatbread pizza with bacon, onion, blended cheese, and $3.50 drafts all night long. We'll take a little bit of a longer break here. We'll come back, and there's a couple different players I want to talk to you about, Coach, because I think, especially in this wide receiver room, you got a lot of talent that's ready to explode this Saturday. So we'll get to that uh, after this. You're listening to the Ernie McCook Show live from Captain Better's Tavern on 95.9 The Big Dog. It's the Ernie McCook Show on 95.9 The Big Dog. Welcome back to the Ernie McCook Show, live from Captain Bender's Tavern in historic downtown Sharpsburg, Maryland. You can uh, come on down. It's flatbread pizza night, barbecue pulled pork pizza, bacon, onion, blended cheese, $3.50 drafts all night long here at Captain Bender's Tavern. And, of course, we have the Ernie McCook Show, myself, Jordan Ice Warner, and Shepard Rams head football coach, Ernie McCook. So uh, it's a, I think this year it can be categorized as a year of change. That's for sure. Of course, with the guys that left and uh, new coaching staff coming in and a ton of new players that have also uh, joined the ranks as well. And let's just jump into well the first main one, and it's that quarterback. So Seth Morgan, he's transferring in uh, from VMI. He, I, he passes the eye test, I think. He looks like a quarterback in the, in the pocket. Looks like he is a productive college quarter, quarterback, which he was at VMI. And uh, how do you think he or how has he been fitting into this offense? I think his work over the summertime, you know, and we were fortunate enough to have him here for spring ball. 
They can help them get acclimated to Shepard, our, our offense. And then his work in the summertime while he was on campus and then going into preseason camp, uh, he has established himself as a starter. Uh, Lech Powell, uh, he's a third-year guy in our program from Bishop McDevitt. I think he's growing and, and developing in a really positive way. And then Sammy Roberts and uh, Ezra Bajan. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a really strong and, – and Sam Fernandez is a, another kid in, in the program. Um, I think I, I really like that room right now, and I think that room's got a lot of potential growth. You know, and I really like the young guys in the room, and I think that that position is going to be in good shape for years to come. Well, like I was saying, I mean, Seth, he, he certainly looks like he fits the part, and in the times that I've seen him out on the field, he fits the part. Yes. Um, and then it's been interesting, too, to watch that battle, uh, I guess not necessarily a battle, but to see how Lech Powell has separated himself as that number two yep. quarterback behind Seth. I, I think Lech's done a tremendous job, and I, I, I think you're going to see the you know, us have the confidence in Lech where he'll have some, he's going to have a role to play. And it's not going to be just the backup. So I, I really anticipate that as we grow, our offense grows over the season, that you're going to see some, you're going to see some Lech Powell. And, and I, I feel very good about what Lech's done and, and his progression as a player. And then, of course, with Seth Morgan, I mean, he, he looks like he would be more of a pocket uh, quarterback, 6'3", 215. But uh, in the times that I've seen him practice in the spring game and in the scrimmage during media day, uh, he can get out and run a little bit as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a mobile guy. He is a big, thick player, and uh, he's mobile. He, can, he, he wants to be able to run and pull the ball down and, and get positive yards. Um, I really feel, feel good about that. Um, you know, he does. He's, he's, you know, he's really... He's really grasping the offense and the pass game right now. Um, you know, I, I've had a chance to watch, I think, the best player in Division Two over the last five years. Right. So poor Seth, you know, he was – he you know, his, his, his eyeball test compared to Tyson, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and that's not fair for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, I have to make sure I realize that he's not Tyson, which he isn't. And um, But he is – I can – I sit back and – I, I thought about, you know, how does Seth compare to Tyson? Then I said, well, how does he compare to Connor Jessup? How does he compare to Jeff Ziemba, Kevin Clancy, you know, Bobby Cooper? And he fits right up in that group of quarterbacks that all have had a tremendous amount of success. Mm-hmm. Tyson's a different animal. He had the success he had. But those other guys won a lot of football games, passed for a lot of yards, and we're good players, and Seth is right there with that group of guys. Yeah, I think I said in my uh, season preview article, which, shameless plug, you can find over at PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, but he looks like a Shepard quarterback. I mean, he looks like he fits the mold of a Shepard quarterback, and I'm excited to see uh, what he can do. But, of course, he's got to be protected. Of course, your big boys up front, Chandler Brown, Wyatt Pelicano, James Bell, uh, Ty Lucas, Brandon Carr, and the rest. I mean, uh, they're a young offensive line, but they do have some experience under their belt. And to people, I think that's been the, the focus of a lot of the outside media but uh, judging from what i've seen in the progressions that they've made this summer looks like they're gonna be just as good as any offensive line that you've had in the last couple of years i think they have a chance to, to be really solid uh, i was i would call them a very solid group right now um i'm really really like i'm really excited to see what how much how much better chandler gets i think chandler's ceiling is unlimited i think he's got a chance to be great uh, Wyatt Pelicano, and, uh, knowing where he was as a freshman, where he is now. Curtis Jefferson, the same way. You know, James Bell was close to, you know, really 
he was competing for a starting position last year. Yeah, with him and, and Stilly. Yeah, and I thought James competed well. And then when he didn't get that spot, his maturity um, really knew. I knew he was a really solid, mentally tough kid. Um, and then, you know, uh, Ty Lucas. You know, Ty is, I mean, Ty, I love Ty, man. Hey, that dude just kills it academically, does a great job. He works hard. He's got a tremendous personality. Um, all of them do, and they all have different different personalities with them. And of course, I'm biased. I'm the old line coach. Right, those are your guys. Yeah, they're my guys. And um, I, I and Brandon Carr, man, he, he you know, I, I can never have him on the show because he won't say anything. Go, oh, yeah, go, yeah. Well, that's where Pelicano steps up. Right? Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll talk for everybody. Um, you know, it's a good group of guys. And I'll tell you what, we have a freshman, Josh Crummett, from Oakdale High School that is very much pushing. Uh, we have Tyler Hoagie and Lucas Michael, and and we moved Christian Slack from the defensive line to the offensive line. I mean, we have a good group of kids that work extremely hard to be the best they possibly can be. Now, we were talking about Seth Morgan and how he's got a, a good, accurate, big arm there at that uh, quarterback position. Well, he's got to be able to get the ball out to a couple of guys, and I think this is what, other than the defense as a whole, I think I'm most excited to see what this wide receiver core can do, specifically Barry Hill transferred in and uh, Jeremiah Taylor. I believe Barry Hill, West Virginia State. Jeremiah Taylor was uh, Fairmont State, both transferring in. Now, I was able to speak with Jeremiah after practice yesterday. Again, another shameless plug. You can head over uh, to my Twitter page at Radio Nice and check out that interview uh, yesterday with, um, with Jeremiah. But all the, all the receivers are either big, strong, and fast, or they're just crazy athletes that are also really yeah. fast. And I'm excited to see what they can do. You know, one time, I, I love studying football, and I, Brian Billy talked about when you build a receiving core, you want to build a basketball team. So you got to have your quick dudes that can move quick in, in short spaces, and then you want your big body guys that can, you know, muscle people and stuff like that. And I think we're in a really good spot there. Um, I, Jeremiah has had a really solid spring, but the strides he's made here this spring, summer I'm really encouraged by. Barry Hill, I think, um, when he is when he's on his game, he's playing at a different level. Um, another guy that I'm really excited about what he'll do is Cameron Dorner. Cameron missed the spring because of an injury, but he's really just grown in camp and done a tremendous job with that. Rodney Dorsey is the elder statesman and a very savvy guy, uh, very dependable. You always know where he's going to be. You know he's going to be able to make a play for you. Um, and then we've got a uh, Myron Haley, Butter Haley, yep. transfer from JMU, played at Front Royal High School uh, for one of our Hall of Famers, Heath Gilbert. Uh, and Heath did nothing but say great things about him. And, and he's getting acclimated to the offense right there. And Ethan Williams is a UConn transfer that I feel is going to really give us some real positive snaps. We also recruited some tremendous freshmen. Um, when I think of what Spencer Powell has done uh, from Jefferson High School, Isaiah Fritz uh, has done a great job. Um, um, oh, my gosh. Who, um, Roman Pearson from Martinsburg. Roman may be one of the most consistent guys. Yep. And then we have a couple of Urbana kids and Riley Smith and Yannick Soul. Um, so, I mean, it, I, I just I think we've got a really good group of older guys in that receiving room that have come together. And I think we've, we've put some young kids that will develop. Two guys, two freshmen that you can look out for that I know are good players for us is one, uh, Cordell Batten. He's Clayton's little brother. Yep. All right. And he's had a great, he's had a great preseason camp. And Gabe Bigby. Gabe Bigby um, 
has been nicked up here the last couple days. But they're all guys I know are going to give us really good snaps going into the season. Now, moving along through the offense here, uh, let's go to the running backs. Now, Malachi Brown, people are going to mm-hmm. remember him catching a lot of big passes last season out at the slot slash wide receiver uh, position. But now you bring him into the backfield, he's going to be your number one running back. And uh, judging from what I've seen this uh, preseason, I mean, he looks like he stepped into that role and some. He's fast, he's oh. physical, and he's going to be fun to watch out of the backfield. Man, he's fun to coach at that position. Um, and because he's with me quite a bit, and um, that all, and I have to give credit where credit's due with that. You know, Michael was the one pounding the table. We should move Malachi to running back, and uh, I thought that was a great idea by him. And and what he, you know, and moving Mal to there, and what he does there, and you know what he is, we're going to find ways to get him the football. Oh, yeah. You know, he's going to be, he's a talented receiver. He can, we can, he can line up and do some things. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with the combination of him and some of the other running backs um, and fullbacks yep. that we have. Now I want to move along to the defense here because, like I was saying, I mean, I'm, can't forget about the tight ends and oh, fullbacks. Oh, I did forget about the tight ends I, and I, the fullbacks. And you I, think we got the tight end fullback coach here I know. as well. So probably, well, he's eating, so he's yeah. uh, taking his time. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I, that room right there. Yeah, well, I got one of my all-time favorites <laughs> over there, Jamie Deason, right there, one of the great ones. You know, one of the things here, if you know, we talk about what who what Shepherd football is, yep. and our offense is always going to have great tight ends. Tight ends are always going to be very important to what we do in the tight end and fullback combination. And the guys that we have in that room right now, uh, Tank Fisher, Joey's little brother, can play tight end and fullback. Um, I'm really encouraged by Jack Rosnich, defense lineman we moved over uh, last year, and it's done a tremendous job. And I'm really um, Brian Jester, a redshirt freshman. And they just all do some great things. They're very versatile. They help us be physical in the run game and physical at the line of scrimmage. But they're also run routes very discipline-wise, and they're very consistent in catching the football. And Colby Strange, a redshirt freshman from Annapolis area, I think is another guy that is going to give us some great depth in that room. Well, before we move along okay. to uh, the special teams, we'll get to special teams right. at the end here. This defense, Coach, I think, uh, again, I said in my uh, season preview article, I think this could end up being one of the best defenses in Shepherd football history, I think, at this point. Now, I'm just going to kind of go through a couple of names here, uh, and uh, I'll kind of give you the floor after this. But, I mean, you got Dwayne Grantham, at inside linebacker, who looks like he's gotten bigger and stronger this year. JT, JT Kumeau, who looks like a giant this year that'll be alongside Dwayne in the backfield. Omari Terry, Scary Terry as we call him on the broadcast, he'll be out there as well. Christian McDowell and Dante Harrison uh, kind of playing center field, ball hawking in the backfield there. And then of course you got your uh, big boys up front. You got Nathan Muley, Jack Baxter, and the rest. So uh, this defense coach from top to bottom, front to back, I mean I, I can't find too many holes and I think uh, this defense is going to be able to wreak havoc against the PSAC this year. You know, I think we have tremendous speed on defense and, and that's what Coach Klein and the staff focus on when we recruit guys guys that can run um, I think that's what's unique about our defensive line that they all can run very well and then the linebackers are really fast small guys that are physical you know the one guy that you know Omari Terry and Anilio Pena yeah. you know Anilio Pena is what a neat kid he is you know those guys on the kind of the second third level type guys uh, Christian McDowell came in transferred last year and was, did a great job at free safety. 
in the corners, like you say, Dante Harrison and Naeem Alexander, South High product, yep. is going to have a chance to do some great things for us. So, yes, the defense, I, I am, I, I just, you know, I love watching. I, I don't, I, you know what, I don't love getting my butt kicked by him, you know, as the O-line coach, but I love the competition part of it. Um, Harold O'Neill is another transfer that we got in late in the spring. Harold is fantastic. They, they're mature. They play with great energy and effort. And uh, I think our coaches do a tremendous job coaching them. And, I, I mean, that is, you know, their energy goes through the entire football team. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a really a, a, a credit to those, all those guys, all those personalities. Um, they're fun to be around. They're fun to watch play. You know, uh, when, 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 the deep, when we're in preseason camp, you know, the defense is making plays, and I could be like, hey, nice play, Harold. Nice play, Anilio. Of course, but I'm like, you know, I want to still Absolutely. be successful offensively. Now I'm 100% going to be high-fiving on the oh, whole yeah. deal, and uh, I, I can't wait for Saturday to watch that defense play. Yeah, you and me both. I mean, especially the linebacker core between uh, Dwayne Grantham and JT, JT Kumeya. I mean, I think yeah. they are – because both of them could play not just linebacker. You can put them anywhere on the defense yeah. and they'd be successful. They're awesome kids. Now, uh, I do want to talk about your defensive events because, of course, you lost uh, Smith and Holloway from last year. So it's going to be up to uh, Kevin Kowser and Mike Forbes. Now, they're going to be feeling some pretty big uh, losses there on the bookends, if you will, on the defense. How are they – how have they been – fitting into those roles I, I think they've done a great job you know I'm Mike Forbes has been in the program for three years uh, he's done a tremendous job with uh, how, you know I think he plays a great effort and energy and, and Kevin Kalsner Kevin is a really neat guy man high energy high effort always in in you know watching coach Bam coach him you know and push that energy and that effort and that playing to the echo of the whistle uh, that, that I that, uh, Defense, offensive lines are going to have some issues. Yeah, and I, I, and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, you and me both. And coach. I, you know, I, I call and um, you call him Scary Terry. I call him the heat-seeking missile. <laughs> That's what I think he's like—a heat-seeking missile, and tracking the football and getting after it. Just. They're awesome and just attitude, man. Oh yeah, they're mean. Yeah, they they're are. Mean. Say, what was the uh, what everyone said? The small, undersized, but quick defensive last year uh, that turned out to be uh, the dominant force that they were. Certainly grown up in the off season, uh, yeah. I think you could say. But yeah, that defense is going to be a tough one. And again, I think Southern Connecticut's going to have their hands full. But uh, special teams, of course, special teams are a big, big part of uh, college football, especially at this level. And you're going to have Ryan Barrick as your punter this year, and then uh, Zach Fry as your long snapper. And shout out to Zach Fry. Man, he's got he got so much great uh, postseason publicity, if you will, uh, from that long snapper position. And to have somebody, I mean, that's a position that to the regular, no nobody thinks of, right. right? But that's such an important position to have somebody that rock solid like Zach Fry has to ease your mind a bit. Well, well you know, I'm a big uh, Bill Belichick guy. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if if there's if Bill Belichick says it or Bill Walsh, yeah. it's gospel to me. And Nick Saban, those three right there. And if any one of the three of them say this is what you how you need to handle something, it's gospel to me. They're they're three of the greatest ever. And uh, Bill Belichick says you better you better treat your long snapper like he's one of the most important players on the field. And so for us in the recruiting efforts, you know, we're not trying to just find a walk on. We're trying to find a guy that is going to be the guy and. And Zach Fry was at Notre Dame College, graduated from Notre Dame. He went, he went into the transfer portal, we reached out to him, 
And um, if anybody's on social media, you see his dad's very active. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, but Zach is really good at what we ask him to do. And you know, if you think back to, I guess it was 2000, was it 21? You know, some of the Aaron snaps we had. It was like, man, you're holding your breath every time a long snap and play would happen. And after that year, and I happened to listen to Gridiron Genius, yep. and uh, the book there, and, and Bill Belichick says you better, or Mike Lombardi, you better you better spend on a on a long snapper. And and we found a graduate student who is really good at his task, and, and it gives you a sense of comfort and peace. Yeah, and doing the kicking duties, of course, uh, will be James Bo- James Bozick, the sophomore. He's a big boy, six three, two hundred, and uh, has a pretty good leg with him too. How are you feeling? Uh, with how he's performed this summer. You know, I think uh, James has done a really nice job, but Oren Humphreys from Jefferson High School had a little hip injury, and I, you know, we got a little bit of competition going on there, and we'll continue to have competition as, as everything goes on. And uh, so really, um, you know, I, I, I think competition is very healthy, and I'm really happy where Bozik is and, um, and Oren. And, you know, like we, we obviously coach Wright, our special teams coordinator, who – is one of the hardest working coaches I've ever been around. Um, he, you know, he has confidence in Bozik, and, I, and if he believes in him, I believe in him. And um, you know, for him to believe in Bozik uh, going after the spring and kind of getting into where we are, we didn't really aggressively look for a transfer or anything like that. We did. We were able to recruit Orn, and Orn, you know, was concerned about a hip injury that he had. Uh, he's overcome that, and he does a nice job hitting the ball. So I really like where that position is right now. Well, Coach, In fact, I'm happier where it is now than I was this time last year. Yeah. And we all know how important special teams, uh, especially that kicker, can be yeah. uh, coming down the stretch. Well, I'm done grilling you about your uh, depth chart and your roster, Coach. We'll take one final break here, and we'll come back, and we'll uh, start to preview the season, the home opener at Ram Stadium. Southern Connecticut State coming to town. It's 12 p.m. kickoff. We'll have a pregame show right here on 95.9 The Big Dog at 11, but we'll be back to preview that. And of course, we're live from Captain Bender's Tavern. Flatbread pizza night, barbecue pulled pork pizza with bacon, onion, and blended cheese. $3.50 drafts. And we'll be back to wrap things up after this on the Ernie McCook Show, live from Captain Bender's Tavern on 95.9 The Big Dog. It's the Ernie McCook Show on 95.9 The Big Dog. Welcome back to Captain Bender's Tavern, more than your average tavern in historic downtown Sharpsburg, Maryland. It's the Ernie McCook Show, live every Thursday, every football Thursday from 7.30 to 8.30, and your specials on Thursdays. It's flatbread night, barbecue pulled pork on uh, the flatbread pizza with bacon, onion, blended cheese, and $3.50 drafts. And then, of course, you get a little bit of a show with me uh, and Coach McCook up here. Coach doing his social media job taking the pictures up here. Appreciate that. Even though I know we've got some of the social media crews sitting over here, maybe we got to get them up here uh, to start taking some more pictures. Absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's put them to work. Yeah, what? They're over there eating, drinking, having a good time. Now, the social media team needs a break too sometimes, <laughs> Coach. They need a break sometimes. But, of course, uh, it's the season. It's the home opener. We're back in action, Coach. Uh, 12 noon kickoff at Ram Stadium. Uh, nothing better than a home game at Ram Stadium, especially to open the season. Uh, but you're facing the Southern Connecticut State University Owls yet again. Uh, long time NE10 powerhouse, but as of late, uh, been a little bit down. Last year, there you were also your week one rival or uh, opponent on the road with a 48-7 to win. 
Now, after doing a little bit of uh, looking at what the Southern Connecticut State's going to be bringing to Shepherdstown, it looks like they're going to be bringing Keith Ridley again, the transfer quarterback. He's a big guy, uh, transfer from Bryant, played a little bit at Boston College as well. He's yep. more of your traditional dual threat uh, type of quarterback. And then on the starting off or the, on the offensive line, they're bringing back four or five starters who all average around 6'4", 280 uh, ish there as well, and then Sean Martin at running back. So, uh, without, of course, tipping your hand too much, Coach, what are you seeing out of the Owls, and what are, what are we to expect on Saturday? I think we're going to see a team that's very much like us. Uh, so, there's going to be a lot of parallels from what we've seen in camp um, offensively, and uh, that, that our defense has seen from our offense. Um, you know, but one thing when you get into an opener and you haven't played, or you know, haven't seen this team for what uh, 11 weeks. Yep. And even though we did open a game, and they have a new offensive coordinator, um, I'm sure they have to have some wrinkles. But for us to be successful on Saturday, one, we have to execute, make the ordinary play extraordinary, you know, just play within ourselves. We need to take care of the football, don't turn it over. Uh, we need to make them one-dimensional on uh, offense. Um, and we, we have to play well, but we have to expect the unexpected. You know, expect for some. There's going to be something different. Uh, they're going to do something different on defense. They're going to do something different on offense. They're they're probably could do something different on special teams. And we need to be ready for that as a program at any time, anywhere, to be able to um, be successful. Uh, I think we're we're going to play fundamentally sound football. Uh, I, I really like the game plans that we have in. Um, I you know I really like where our football team is. And I know we have an opponent that is looking to come down here and start their season out the right way. Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for their head football coach, Tom Godick, a really class man. Um, you know, just he's first class with how he operates, and you can see that within his football program. He's an offensive line guy. And, uh, you know, it's um, – which I, you know, so I, he and I have a connection there. But I, I think he run, they run a very strong, really first-class football program. They're well coached. Their players play extremely hard. You know, you know, we we watch. We're watching their tape, and we're saying, man, these guys really play hard. They really are as lined right. They're well coached. You know, it, we're not anticipating. You know, we're not to be able to sit there and say, hey, we're going to repeat what we did last year, because even though with what we did last year, it was tough sledding at times. And uh, we we've got to we've got to come out and play with great energy and effort and start fast. And I, I'm. You know, looking forward to it. Yeah, I think uh, especially with this offensive line uh, that Southern Connecticut State will be bringing in uh, to the panhandle here, I think it provides a good kind of first uh, benchmark, if you will, for especially the defensive front. And then on the other side of the ball, I think it gives uh, Seth Morgan and the rest of the offense a good kind of benchmark game as well. But like you said, you can't you can't take the Owls too lightly coming into town. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I you know, I, I, it's great to play at home. You know, like I think it was you at practice the other day, yep. so we haven't had a oh, we haven't been at home for the opener since 2019. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a really long time. We had uh, the COVID after that and then we went to Ohio Dominican yep. and then we I guess we went back up to um, you know, Southern Connecticut, went to Southern year, Connecticut yeah. last year. So it's going to be great to be at home. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to play in front of our home crowd. 
And quite frankly, I, I think that, you know, I think everybody around Shepherd University is looking forward to this home football game. Absolutely. And, of course, you can always tune in right here every Thursday night for the Ernie McCook Show, live from Captain Bender's Tavern. Flatbread pizza night. Uh, on your flatbread tonight, you got barbecue pork and uh, bacon, onion, blended cheese, $3.50 drafts. And then uh, we are your home for Shepherd Rams football. So uh, kickoff will be at 11 o'clock on Saturday. We'll be starting our pregame show uh, an hour prior. So it'll be at 11 right here on 95.9 The Big Dog. And, again, Coach, thanks for uh, joining me for year two of the Ernie McCook Show. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I'm looking forward to And I want to thank everybody who came out for the show, man. It's awesome having everyone. And uh, we're looking forward to kicking it off. Absolutely. This has been the Ernie McCook Show, live from Captain Benner's on 95.9 The Big Dog. Thanks to Chris back at the studio, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. This has been the Ernie McCook Show. Brought to you by Captain Benner's Tavern in historic Sharpsburg, Maryland. Tune in every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on 95.9 The Big Dog and streaming on the 95.9 The Big Dog app.